0: Hello and welcome to Life Science Rush Hour with Matt Corcoran. Hope everyone's having a great day on this Monday, October 1st, the first day of uh, the fourth quarter at 18. Um, always a pivotal quarter for a lot of companies. Uh, for us in the insurance world, it's probably the most pivotal. So wish us luck here and I'm certainly um, wishing you luck here as you, as you wrap up the year. Before I get going, I also do want to give a quick shout out to my buddy, Tim, who got married this weekend. Um, I was fortunate enough to be in the wedding, so it was an honor um, great day, beautiful weather could have asked for more so again, Tim congratulations. Um, today I want to talk about the um the Dno marketplace for public companies and why I want to talk about that is because there's obviously just been a slew of companies in the life science space going public. Um, I saw a stat um, that last week five hundred and twenty million dollars was raised in the public markets for biotech companies, so just a staggering number. I, I'd love to see what the what the total number of or what the total value of of money raised in the public markets this year is uh, from an IPO standpoint. So if anyone has that information, please send it over. Um, love to love to share it with everyone. But why I want to talk about that is because um, D and insurance is a is obviously a, a, a key necessity for any p- company going public. Um and it's also usually quite a bit of a sticker shock for companies. Um, the private dino market and the public dino market and policies and, and pricing are significantly different. Um, I mean, on the old you know 10 x, fifteen, 20 x in pricing for a public versus private. Um, obviously, there's a number of reasons for that. there's more shareholders, more can go wrong, um, less savvy investors so Um, it kind of is what it is, um, for all companies, for all sectors, public companies more expensive, but you know, what we've seen for, for the majority of public companies from Dino pricing is that pricing is soft. It's, you know, it's stable, soft, not really going anywhere. Life science, biotechs, um, a different story. It's definitely a more, it's a tighter market. Um, you know, year in and year out, the healthcare sector is the most, um, there are the most claims in, and you know, within healthcare would be, you know, biotech device, um, any life science company. So there's obviously a ton of claim activity compared to other sectors, which is driving you know the pricing. Um, we've seen some 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 changes in the in the carriers and who's willing to write it. But what is interesting is how the pricing m- differs between companies and companies. One well, of my competitors did a um, a survey. Um, of, of what companies are doing. And what was interesting is that the lower your market cap, the better your the, – the more appetite there are for from insurers to write your risk. What was also not surprising um, but just reconfirmed is that the phase of your clinical trial has a great impact on, you, on the appetite – on in the insurance marketplace appetite as well. Typically, if you're going into a – if you're in a phase three trial, that is really – from an insurance company standpoint, the worst time to do DNO insurance. There's just so much that can happen. It's such a pivotal time for companies because um, really can make or break the product. You're either going to go be able to go forward and, and do an NDA, or you're not. And if you don't, there's probably going to be some 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 real issues with your stock price, which ultimately lead to possible shareholder litigation. Phase one, Phase two, there's a lot more going on. There's a lot less risk from a dno standpoint. So when you kind of think about dno insurance and you're an IPO, first off, the IPO is the toughest time as most people know within that three year window of 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 going public is when losses and litigation are at their highest. so just because you did your iPO last year doesn't mean you're kind of out that window. you still have Two or three more years, depending on when you did it. But if you're in that phase one, phase two, your pricing is going to be so so much better. I mean, I have an example of a of a client that um, we you know we started with them. They went phase one, phase two, and, and when they went with phase one, they went with a, a company that was a little less known, and it was more of a pricing issue, which is you know it was a Lloyd's of London syndicate, but they were pretty clear at that time that we're not gonna be a player in phase three, um, you know, when you get to phase three. Now the problem was, is that the, 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 the C-suite kind of turned over a little bit from the beginnings when they were in phase one to phase three, you know, it was a different CFO. So he wasn't there for those conversations, those original conversations. And what we find are a lot of companies like to keep with the same company, um, and rightfully so, you know, Dino is a severity driven, um, product and there's quite a bit of gray area. You know, there's some negotiation when it comes to claims time. So the more that a client or a carrier has in what we call banked premium, you know, the dollars that they collected versus paid out, usually the better and more advantageous it will be for you. You know, when you have a claim, I mean, when you change carriers and then in that first year, you have a claim. that 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 puts the carrier in a, in a tough situation and the client as well. So, you know, give you an example, so they were paying roughly $160,000 for a $5 million limit when they're in phase one, phase two. When they knew the expectation was they were going to be in phase three in that policy period, the premium to almost $300,000. Uh, fortunately, we were able to kind of push down on the, on the excess carriers and get them to understand the risks. Um, but it was quite a, quite a challenge. And it's not uncommon because you just have less carriers to, to deal with. So what I just want to say is it's great to see all these companies going public. You know, the more kind of the better, I, I think. Um, it's just there's more money for these companies to invest in their science. And usually the more it's invested, the more return society gets as a whole, at least from a medical standpoint. You know, there, there's more R&D done. Um, some of it will work. Some of it won't at least something hopefully can be taken from it. Um, if it doesn't work, we, you know, we can learn something. So if you're a CFO, you're going to get insurance, you're, going, you're making that transition, and it's your first time doing it, just be aware. It's going to be a kind of a sticker shock when you first get it because you're going to get higher pricing and you're probably going to buy more because your your, your directors are going to want more. We do a lot of DNOs. We've got a lot of DNOs. Work with a lot of IPO company companies are going public that have or are about to and hopefully will you know even further down the road. If you ever need help, want to bounce ideas off, feel free to reach out to me. You can email me at matt at mattcork.com. That's m-a-t-t. M-A-T-T-C-O-R-C dot com. I'm on Twitter, MXC390. I'm on Facebook at Matt Quark. Um, love to hear from you. Comments questions, suggestions, everyone be on the show, on the podcast for a quick interview. Love to hear what your company's doing um, and get you some press. So thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.